I live above Tribeca and your drama. <laughs> so stupid. I have Riz, a cat. My cat's name is Riz. <laughs> I was like, where are we going with that? It's going to be a very special episode of Andy's Girls. You guys, it's episode, I don't know, leave me alone. And I'm so excited to have a return guest who schlepped to the cloth, which you know I appreciate so much. I love it. Because recording in person, it just just changes the game. It's just It's more fun for everybody. It really is. Like, the energy is different. I do have a thing of, like, if you are in the New York City area... Yeah. We shall not Zoom. We really shall yeah. not Zoom. And like, unless there's like a real reason where it's like, oh, it's so terrible outside that like nobody should really be schlepping right. around. Right, or right, like, right. oh, we, you really only have an hour. Totally. On this, like, and you can't, like, I guess. But then it's like, well, then you can't do it. <laughs> I mean, whenever possible, it's nice to be among energy yes. and just vibes and whatever else. So welcome back. Someone with energy <laughs> and vibes and whatever else. Writer, comedian, co-host of the podcast, Ruined, and just a gal about town. About My town. goodness. All welcome back. <laughs> welcome back, Allison Livy. Allison, how are we? Oh, good. I like burst into your apartment and be like, it's hot. I'm miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just not, it's just not pleasant. I'm tired of being I stuck inside. August. August I hate is August. Tough. Do you think August is worse than July in New York? 100%. Why? Because it's, you think it's hotter? I think it's like, it's not, I don't even know if it's like different temperature wise. I just know the energy is so bad. And then like, it's as hot, if not hotter. And like, you're get, you're like, summer's over. Like, vacations are over, but I'm still sweating. Like, that's not okay. You know what I think the difference is? Is that in August, we've already been through July. And in yes. July, we've only been through June. And June is basically April right now, like, right. at this point. Like, it's, like, usually cold and rainy the whole month. Oh, my God. I mean, this is really AccuWeather. This is our New York one weather on the ones. Oh, We're really spilling wait, the tea can here. Can I show you something? Please. Which oh, is perfect for a podcast. I, just love, to be like, I, have a I visual. love a visual element on an audio-only podcast. <laughs> Allison Livey with her Spectrum News New York one. New York one. Now you went viral. Remember, you had yes. like tweeted something, and then did Pat Kiernan discuss it? What the was gr- the deal? It was the this ladies. So niche. New it York. was. It was. I tweeted about bodegas, um, <laughs> like three years ago, and it went viral. And I was like, "LOL, this is so funny." And all these people were in my mentions, being like, "You're a stupid bitch." <gasps> oh yeah, people were so mad at me for That's being. That's not what I thought you were going to say. Oh yeah, it was just like people, and then people being like, "Uh, ever heard of a gas station? That's where Americans buy all their food." And I was like, "Oh boy, that's not what I was trying to say." Your your tweet was really I, just referencing the pleasure and the joy and the experience of yeah. shopping. Shopping, lol, going to a New York City, bodega. and it was also like the joke is that like. I'm always buying candy. It was like, hey, people who live outside of New York, where do you go to buy paper towels, Diet Coke? And oh, are those peanut M&Ms? I mean, I'll take some peanut M&Ms. Like, <laughs> it's like a dialogue. Like, it's like a one side. It's a it monologue. Is. It's a moment. And people were just like, elitist piece of shit and whatever. And so I was just like, I hope this ends up on New York One. And the next day, the ladies, it was Jamie, Rochelle, and Annika. They were like, they had like, it was one of their roundtable discussions. And they were like, a bodega tweet went viral. We love her. And I was just like, oh, my God. Jamie, thank you. I mean, I love a, my Corna Bodega. Just the fact that I <sighs> I go in sort of rarely, but we always do the nod, hello, because we're neighbors. It's community. And I love it. It's I about community. community. I'm like, that's something that, like, I'm not saying it's better or worse than other places, but it is it's something better. that New York yeah, has that better. makes it better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it is, in fact, better. It is, it is something that I really like. And maybe people 
don't want to feel like they're a part of community. And that's why they live in the suburbs. I mean, my favorite part. Of Nothing. Being, no shade to the suburbs. No I grew shade up in the to suburbs. the suburbs. And that's actually two out of two. The last two episodes have been a little <laughs> critical of the suburbs in a way that, well, for me as a native yeah. Rhode Islander, I'm like, can we ease off that a little bit? Can we just a little? But I get it. I get it. But there is something wonderful about being in a place for a specific amount of time where you like, you know, the people yeah. in your neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. Which is not, t- I mean, I know the people at the bodega, my dry cleaner, Starbucks. I know them better than my like literal neighbors. I yeah. don't ever oh, want to meet them. No, not I, ever. I, I actively avoid talking to any people who live in my building, but like I befriend every business owner in Truly. like a five block radius of my apartment. A hundred percent. I mean, it's just, it's the joy. How long have you lived in New York? You don't have to give me a year. Um, But like in years since, I mean, how since 2006, 2007. So yeah. I don't know how long that is, but it's a couple of years. Yeah, it's a few. Have you ever thought <laughs> about making the move? A lot of people in Dubiz, I lived do in the LA shop. for one year. Okay, and I it like unfortunately like I went because the apartment that I loved and lived in for many years got sold, and they were like, "We're knocking this building down. It's going to be a luxury condo now." Mm. When I lived in Morningside, and I really loved it, mm. and I was just like kind of at a professional standstill, and I was like, maybe this is the t- I'd been out in LA for like a three-month job once and then like a one-month job and I was like I don't know half my friends live there like that's where a lot of jobs are like mm-hmm. I'm gonna go and it was just like a brutal lonely mm-hmm. year of a lot of re- professional rejection that like would have happened even if I, I don't blame LA for that but I was like wow it's not a place that you can like manage that kind of disappointment because mm-hmm. you're not with people like here it's like I'm constantly not getting jobs and like that's fine <laughs> like I'm just like out and around doing my thing I do a ton of stand-up and in LA like it's hard to do a lot of stand-up it's you can't really just like go out and like hang out with people or like walk around and like be in a community mm-hmm. as easily which like the appeal of LA is like I own a home it has a pool we have kids like whatever um <laughs> <laughs> like shitting on my LA friends but like it just like wasn't for me yeah, and then it was you. also at a time that I was like oh I'm never gonna like LA because I had a tough time living there with things that had nothing to do with LA yeah and so, there is the whole back- it's baggage it's, this is our like West Side Story of yes. LA versus New yes. York and we yes. we delight in it LA folk love it New Yorkers love it it's fun to have like it's our love language is to shit on each yes, other exactly like, although New Yorkers also is. shit on New York so it's really LA and New York well, shits on New York like, LA takes itself too serious like nobody will ever acknowledge i'm like i'm not saying it's a bad place to live and i'm glad you like it but i'm just saying you have to acknowledge there are things about it that are not perfect and everybody's yeah. like i mean the weather's amazing and i'm like oh, okay <laughs> like, you're like i'm gonna have a stroke like, what I mean, we don't even really have new york city winter anymore so no. that's kind of losing its charm i know it's very like i we have fall which is lovely i bought two coats in the last month and a half which I don't know. I can't stop spending money. I'm not working. There's no money coming in. I want to ask you about that. And um, I bought two like lighter weight, like a lightweight like parka that's like not as heavy as like a big heavy long jacket with like a like a big snow jacket. I bought like a light version of that and then like a wool coat that's like barely lined. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to wear these more than any of my other coats this year because there's just no way it's going to be cold. As I say that, you know, it's going to get like, I know, knock on like table. Arctic zero and knock like on 10 feet of table snow. in the office. Mm. Um, yeah, last year we didn't have snow. We no, literally no didn't snow. have snow. There was snow. My parents live in Maryland. Maryland. They had snow once. Yeah, my, we, I mean, my, in Rhode Island, yes. they had snow too. But, like, we didn't have any snow. 
I know it's crazy. I hate it. Can I ask you, mm-hmm. you're on strike. I'm on strike. Shout out to strikers. Shout out to the strike. How are we feeling? Bad. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. The WGA is currently meeting with the yeah. studios again after like over 100 days of total silence. Mm. They are keeping that very locked up and mm-hmm. anything you read is leaked from the studios and it is a studio slant. So don't, unless it says it's an official <clears throat> WGA statement, like, Deadline Hollywood Reporter often is just leaked studio kind of what they the narrative that they want to play out in the press. Mm-hmm. So if you don't understand much about the strike, like don't read those things right now because like it won't be accurate to what's really happening mm-hmm. in those negotiations. So I don't know. I am hoping that this doesn't go on until next year. Oh my god, I need a job. Um, but you know the union is amazing, and the things we're fighting for are like basic like i'm like turn this into a general strike let's get the whole country not working and getting workers rights that are like real and um have dignity mm-hmm. like i don't i you know i worked on two seasons of the marvelous mrs Maisel. it is amazon's most popular show it is one of television's most popular show in the last 10 years i received not one dime beyond my weekly pay so when we're talking about so residuals like if that had been on a network like ABC many years ago, I would have been making money like regularly. Significant. And I would, you know, and it's like, and I, I didn't work for like six months in between those two seasons. And like mm. our pay is good, but it's certainly not enough to cover if you only work a few weeks a year. Like it's just not enough. And so every, and like, I hope this like can start the discussion of below the line employees who are not writers and actors who do get paid. Like it's uh, no one sitting here saying that we like, don't get paid. Like, we do get paid, but it's not enough to live in New York or L.A. And the other people that have to live in New York or L.A. don't have, like, the benefit of a really strong, powerful union like the WGA and SAG. And, you know, your your key grips, your your production assistants, your assistants to executive producers who are working 24 hours a day, script coordinators and writer's assistants are not covered by the WGA. Like, they make a fraction of what we make and work much harder and much longer hours than many writers and actors are really expected to put in. So I really hope that like what this does is helps us, helps the actors, takes money back that we have earned and also can put it in the pockets of the below the line workers. And there are so many other industries outside Every of industry. members of of, you know, SAG-AFTRA and WGA who are affected by the SAG-AFTRA and WGA Restaurants, florists, restaurants, florists, taxi drivers, I mean, hair salon, literally anything that you can think of, people dial back because you're not making an income. And yet the the pressure on that, often the conversation by some higher ups is like, well, then the strike needs to end. Like the WGA needs to end this so that pe- other people affected are able to make the money that they deserve to make. And the reality is, the, the studios actually need to come to the table yeah. then. It's they, the, everybody acts the bajillionaires. Like, oh, the, yeah, the strike is what's right. causing all these people to be at work. It's like, no, the studio's not paying us appropriately right. is why we went on strike. And yeah. them not talking to us, like, for the last hundred days, like, if, like, they wouldn't even talk to, they're not negotiating. They're like, right. no, we're not giving, like, will not budge, will not, you know, negotiate on any of these deal points. And it's like, that's their fault. That's like eight billionaires running everything, they're the ones that are keeping people out of work. And allegedly their whole strategy was don't come to the table and hope that people lose their apartments yep, and lose their homeless. jobs so that they won't have a choice. Right. Which that is... you'll have to just accept whatever they will whatever deal they will make. And it's a three year deal. Um yeah. so what's you know kind of terrifying is 
we have to do this again in three years. Like, hopefully we are in a place that, like, we won't need. I don't, you know, I don't think we would strike again in three years. That's, like, not Mm. quite how it works. But, like, you know, this is a constant negotiation that requires the studios to regularly have to you know, work with us and they they don't like to. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's incredibly unfortunate. So shout out to anybody yeah. who's uh, currently affected by the strikes, which is a, yeah. a large, large, large number of people. Yeah, I feel very lucky that um, I have worked enough and done enough that like I am financially okay, but I know lots of people aren't. There is a community fund you can donate to for entertainment employees that includes both union members and also non-union members mm. who are affected by the strike. So I don't know. Go look on Twitter. There's a an entertainment community fund is what it, Incredible. it's called. And there's like cool auctions for that like celebrities are doing of like stuff from set that like all those proceeds will go to that fund. So if you want to help, that's like a really good way to throw someone a couple bucks. Have you been following Bethany's calls for unionization? I mean, I have for a long time thought that like reality TV does need to be unionized in some way. It, I mean, seeing that she was pitching a show to Bravo months before. Yeah, somebody leaked that. (laughs) LOL, I wonder who it was. I know. Page six yesterday that in March she was in negotiation to with a production company to helm some sort of reality TV show for seemingly Bravo about upwardly mobile women with, I think, small children, including Ava um, Amuri, whose name I truly don't know how to pronounce. I never will. um, Whose Instagram I absolutely do lurk on. Uh, Obsessed with her being like, she had like a TikTok that kind of went viral when like the Nepo baby discussion was happening. And she was like, (gasps) LOL, everybody says I'm a Nepo baby. I don't even work in the industry. It's like, girl, whatever you do, you're a Nepo (laughs) baby. Like, like, just because you're not an actress anymore. And she's like, I started my own business. And it's like, with what money? Okay, like, relax. (laughs) I am honestly, I'm like low-key kind of obsessed with her I'm happily obsessed. ever ever yeah it's amazing which i thought her name was eva and I then a too. friend of mine was like no the whole point of it is because i was like it's happily ever eva and she was like no the whole point of it is that it's happily ever ever because of like ever and whatever anyway so somebody cough cough <laughs> bravo or someone related to production or something um shared with page six mm-hmm. that bethany had been in negotiations recently as march yeah, for a show working on this show so when she says you know like bravo's the devil and we're at war just a reminder of kind of when she did was the war begin right and like i do like it 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 sucks that Bethany is leading the charge because she is not the right person, though she is one of the most, like, visible people to come out of reality TV, I mm. think. But, like, they do need protections. I mean, it's like, you look at what happened on Below Deck uh, Australia this season, and you're like, wow, like, where, where are the... I, again, like, you can't stop somebody from trying to sexually assault someone. Like, a union won't stop that. But, like, and everybody on that show did the right thing. But it's, like, the pay, like, I mean... Residuals are based on re-airing. All Bravo does is re-air their own shows. And those people, I'm 99% sure if you work on a reality show in any capacity, there is no residual structure. So, like, when they are showing, like, marathons every other week of shows, like, I've seen episodes of Bravo shows more than a dozen times just Mm. because they're on. And it's like, well, no one's seeing a dime who made that show happen. None of the story producers aka the people who write this show and like assemble all of this footage into a narrative that we appreciate and none of the people who are on it none of the principals none of the like quote unquote actors Mm -hmm. get a dime and it's like well hold on because money's being made because it's airing against ads and 
the people who made like people who made that show should see a portion of that revenue. Yeah, and um, so I haven't watched Below Deck in years, but I mm. heard about the yes. two episodes that just aired, and um, I, someone sent me a reaction from someone. Her name is Courtney. She was on one of the seasons of Below Deck, or maybe more oh, than yes. one season. I really, I truly, she am, was on I, Med for a year, po- a couple years, entirely She's possible. Great. But she posted and said something that I thought was really interesting, which was, you know, essentially, I think she referenced the call to union unionization, but she was essentially saying, you know, um, people are talking about how great it was that production intervened because of this yes. very triggering for a number of people, mm-hmm. um, a sexual assault that may well have occurred without, it seems like it absolutely would have essentially, except for production stepping in and the chief stew and and I Captain. think if it was ju- I think if production wasn't there and it was just her like I mean I think she would I think Aisha would have woken up the captain and he would have but like I mean it was a very was locking dangerous that door it's like she could have gotten her like like yeah no, he's and like, a thank God no monster. one yeah that did man get, is a right like physically injured. right but that doesn't but, mean that trauma wasn't yes, occur- emotional uh, right and, yes and also there was a a woman who's a member who is one of the yes. students who was also sexually harassing she was sexually harassing another like she was like not um kind of like understanding consent when it came to like touching this guy right. in his bed and then she like when luke the the guy who committed was, the sexual assault got fired oh. she was like on his side she was right. like she was like why would you get him fired like i feel so sad for luke and like the woman who was the victim was like what the fuck are you talking about well and also since that woman who was fired has doubled down yes. and said you don't know what you're watching and it's all made for tv and he was just going in to hug her and all no. this like terrible no. horrifying no. stuff she seems like a absolute piece Maniac. of shit yeah. but anyway this person who was a former or continued member of Below yeah, Deck Courtney posted something along the lines of like you know while we can um look at the fact that production stepped in and Aisha and the cap the hot captain and babe city I mean did <sighs> exactly what should happen and handled it as best they could the reality is that People shouldn't be put in a position by women, especially should not be put in a position to have to film with many people, many men who are brought onto the show and cast specifically because they're toxic. Now, I mean, look at Southern Charm. Totally. And that's what that's one of the shows that Courtney referenced. She posted this Instagram story, which I thought was uh, someone sent to me. And I was like, oh, that's a really solid point that we're only talking about what could have happened. Yes, because it happened on camera and because production did the right thing. But first off, should we really be commending people for doing the bare minimum, which is stopping a potential sexual assault? And also, what are we doing in our hiring practices to make sure that we're not casting people specifically because they're toxic and then being like, oh, my God, I can't believe this thing happened as a result. Like That goes into the question of ensuring that members of these reality TV shows are kept safe, which yeah. you can have regardless of whether or not we're having a call to union unionization. That right. is the hardest word to say. Unionization? It is. It is. But it's something that I think people should be talking about. Totally. I was really appreciative to get that story, honestly, because yeah. I was like, solid Ugh, I point. Courtney. She's I have no good, idea who she's she a good, is. She's a good cast member. She, okay, I like great. her. God bless. I don't think I have capacity to ever go back to Below Deck. That's it's just fair. Too, there's, there's a well, universe also, at this point. There's so, yeah, there is like an extended universe of it. And um, some people kind of breeze through so quickly. And I will say like, it is, you know, as are almost all Bravo shows, or not almost all, but so many Bravo shows, heavily white, which maybe that has to do with 
just the yachting industry in general. But I have a really hard time telling a lot of people apart on those shows. Mm. Um, it's just like a lot of like really Bro. hot white ladies and a lot of Bro like culture. in shape men. And you're okay. like, okay, like even just the women, like like it's just like they're all wearing the same outfits all the time because mm. they have to wear uniforms. And so it's just like, it's almost impossible. It takes like four episodes for me to be like, that's who that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting into a little Lisa Meredith territory for yes, you of yes. like their twins. I can't and, tell and them it's apart. like, then you look at them and you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on. So I think that it's a conversation that people are having online. Yeah. I, I don't really know what to say about Bethany at this point, except that some of her strategy is confusing to me, including yeah. repeatedly name dropping people seemingly without their permission, including some current employees of, mm. you know, I think technically they're employed by production, but production right. or Bravo, whatever, as being a participants in this without seemingly their consent. That is which not, is, I mean, that is a fast track to ending up getting fired for a lot of people. It is. And, and if she's struggling with um, confidentiality this early on when it comes to promoting her yeah. idea in media, that is very concerning to me if yeah. this is going to be the figurehead of this organization taking place. I'd love place. to see like a Kate Chastain take up this. You know, I'd love to see um, some like more like beloved Bravo characters um, step up and be like, I mean, I don't know if she's like beloved, but I don't feel like she's as controversial as Bethany. Well, I mean, and ironically, she tweeted and was like, yeah, I'd love to wait until we oh, see yeah, the expose on Skinny Girl. Because she was like, there's, I mean, but the reality is Bethany is someone who gets stuff done. I mean, her work with Be Strong right now with the wildfires yeah. in Hawaii is like, you can, it's inarguable that she yeah. has not done an enormous amount of good and Absolutely. also is a very sort of problematic personality. Both things can be true. Both things can be true. I mean, look at the Michigas that happened on social this week coming from an interview that Carol had where she said oh, yeah. on Heather McDonald's podcast where she <laughs> said, you know, um, LOL, spoiler alert, guess who was the person who actually took the photo of Tom D'Agostino at the Regency, at the Regency. Michael Cohen, yes. who a lot of people know from All Things Trump. And Bethany responded and said... LOL, that's absolutely a lie. Like, go back to your day job, like, because, right. I mean, whisper alert, like, what's the day job? What, what, um, but she was, you know, <laughs> making fun of that and being like, you have no idea. And then she referenced a text message that she received from a woman who she who she said was the person who actually told her joking about it. And then because content creators and viewers are crafty motherfuckers, yeah. people found the original video. Oh, I mean, found the original video. They rewatched the episode right. that we saw where Bethany talks about the fact that it was a man who sent her those pictures, which mm -hmm. didn't work out well for Bethany, who I think deleted at least one of her wild TikToks responding to all of this. I mean, it's just like the, the madness continues. There's so much with her. Yeah. And she's always in. It's part of the joy for her is being yeah. entrenched in this. She wants she wants the media and the attention. And I'm sure it pays off. But it's like. You know, if we're if we're confusing things when it comes to securing media versus yes, what we should be focused on when it comes to the safety and security of people who might still be employed, yes, and regardless, may not have given you permission to name to them, them. Yeah. and tag them in your videos and whatever else. Like maybe we should be thinking about that a little bit. Yeah. She also didn't know that teachers and nurses unions exist. She said that her model, which has not yet been formed, could inspire other organizations to create their own unions and specifically name dropped teachers, teachers and nurses. Like two pretty powerful 
extremely powerful like hundreds of thousands of people and i forget like like not knowing that is so perfect (laughs) it is it feels very consistent with how this is going and again it's like the same conversation it's not that we don't think there should be a place for this and regardless of whether or not this happens surely there should be a conversation about safety and the protection and safety and also um i mean like incomes associated with participating in this that should be had i just don't know how this will work out when Bethany refuses to consider her own work as a producer and won't acknowledge it. I would feel better about this. Not that it matters. I'm not on reality TV and I'm not a part of her unionization. So I still can't say it. Process. (laughs) I would feel better about it if she, in one of her many TikTok videos in between trying on lipstick and yelling at TJ Maxx, if she said... You know, and by the way, I have produced things and I have because because it is possible for me to I have demanded um, wild potential measures uh, for possible participants, including allegedly someone who had signed on to do her reality show or or had been given a contract for a show she was producing that included like and secret cameras can be installed in your house for and you know your kids will be present and whatever else and you'll be paid a dollar until forever which is all alleged by someone who said that they were going to work on a show that didn't come to pass but the reality is she isn't addressing any of that and she's making it into a character issue. She's saying they are the devil, we are at war. And if a part of being at war doesn't include saying I have been on the other side, which is how I know the things I can get away with, that makes it more difficult to take this seriously. In the words of Lisa Rinna, RIP production, own it. (laughs) (laughs) Lisa Rinna, who's now saying, because she's really, I mean, I I can't even boycott BravoCon. I'm like, sweetie. Girl, you are on the wrong, like, this is not going to (laughs) happen. I'm kind of, I'm kind of into it, though. I love, like, Lisa Rinna being like, I know there's no chance I'm going to be asked back, or at least not for a minute. So I may as well, like, be crazy. (laughs) Because Lisa Rinna was like, you know what? The reason I actually wasn't asked back was because I knew that a year from now, Bethany was going to start a union. And so I was like, (laughs) let me be the first to sacrifice in order to get that done. Listen, there's also some stuff that happened on TV, so I feel like we should talk about it. We should it. talk about it. First off, we just watched the Salt Lake City yes. um, trailer for the season. What's your initial gut instinct going in, and are you looking forward to it, or do you no. feel like this is a little bit no, of a labor I'm, of love? I'm dreading Salt Lake City. Mm. And it just, there's, I think it's like, there's darkness in all of these shows, but like there it just runs so, like, it's like every sh- every B-roll shot, like we're catching the Mormon church in the back. It's like, ah, like it's like there's just so much, like so many layers of it being dark and unpleasant. But like the f- there's no- those women like don't have fun together mm. in the way that the other women and other franchises can still have fun Great despite point. the fact that they're fighting. And even if that fun, like, you know, we'll talk about OC from this week when we get to it. But like those women are all out of their goddamn minds, but like they are at least having some fun. Like even the attempts at fun on Salt Lake City feel this like forced. I'm like, oh, this is all so artificial. And I don't want to like shame any, like the work on their faces is tough. It looks like it hurts. And I think that like a lot of them are so full of filler. And not that this is not true of like almost every franchise and every single person on television because of the system that we live in. But I don't even feel like they smile very often. Mm. And I don't know if that like I don't want to like again. It's like do what you want to your body, your body, your face, like those things. But 
there's just something so like heavy and hard about that show. And like, I think the darkness of Jen is still kind of lingering over that franchise, even when there's like that new woman stepping out of the car. I was like, is this another Jen, like a Jen 2.0 who then like, I guess is money launder. And it's like, do we have to all be implicated in like high financial crimes all the time? Like what's happening? <laughs> yeah, the Angie K of it all, who's yeah. been promoted from friend of, I guess, mm. to cast members, being told that people think she's like laundering money, yes. she's washing her money yes. is that's we haven't even woken up from the Jen shot. Right. I mean, we've ha- we haven't even had a what's minute. happening with all of Lisa's companies too. It's like what like mm. what about the SEC filings that like people are just finding? And it's like, do we have to really get involved in like tax codes to like have fun with these women and to have drama? Like, I don't know. All of the drama is just so heavy, and then there's like just zero lightness. And it's an odd thing when you think of Salt Lake because it started off fun. as a lot of fun. That was the whole you smell like hospital being like the worst thing a person could say. The ridiculousness of it was um, like not shocking, but it was just like it was different from it, anything yes. else. It didn't feel as steeped in kind of the and, and and at first I was like, oh, I love that there's like not as much of like the it's like I guess they all have money or, you know. They all spend money. I don't know if any of them have mm-hmm. money, but like they're like it felt like a little removed from like how yucky sometimes like Beverly Hills and New York and OC like some I don't know. There's something sometimes a little gross about like how many people they employ to have a party at their home for six people and how gross and you know unequal, which is like just the premise of the shows in general and hard. To, but like it felt a little like I felt OC or Salt Lake City, it just felt a little less of that just because of where they are. Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to watch. And I'm excited for, you know, our Lucille Ball, uh, Mary Cosby to be back. Oh, my God, are you? <laughs> I mean, it's just like... A lot of least, people are. I mean, I will say, like, they need her. Like, I'm not a big fan of her. I find her very frustrating when she's talking because she makes no sense and it's so hard to watch her. But I'm like, at least she brings a little, like, comedic relief. She brings, like... You know, her fights are not um, from, like, years and years bizarre family possible abuse discussions as, like, the Heather and Whitney of it all. Mm. And, like, Lisa and Meredith is so intense. And, like, Mary is at least, like, she's far enough removed from all of them that, like... She's so removed from reality. She's removed from reality. She, like, lives in that closet of hers that's Mm -hmm. full of, like, probably several animals and, like, $15,000 Chanel outfits that she's never seen, nor will she. At least. Um, But, uh, yeah, I I think that, like, they need her. So I'm excited that at least she could shake things up a little bit because last season was a slog. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Living in New York City is not easy. Just ask Sonia, trying to sell that house. There are so many mornings where I wake up and think, oh my gosh, I'm having the worst cold of my life. And I realize it's actually from allergies. 
when my nasal allergies flare up, and that happens when the season changes and the temps get a little warmer than they normally are, I use Astapro, and I'm amazed at how fast I'm back in the game. And that game is looking for Dorinda on the Upper East Side. Astapro always has my back and nose. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. In the words of Meredith Marks, when it comes to that week, week and a half before my period, I wish I was disengaging. My PMS is off the charts. Truly Uber Eats needs to check in and say, it's about that time, isn't it? I know it is. The cravings are crazy. I want to crawl out of my skin. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony and Estro Control, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For AGs who are friends of perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, Happy Mammoth has Hormone Harmony. It's not just a supplement for women going through those stages. It's also become a phenomenon. Women can't stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ANDYSGIRLS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code ANDYSGIRLS for 15% off today. I'm engaging. I just came back from the salon and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T H E. O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's 
T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com with promo code Andy. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes, so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roe.co slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. Last season was so bad, and I forget if I enjoyed the trailer, but I did a live reaction to the Salt Lake trailer for Patreon, and it's one of those things where it's like, was the trailer good? Yeah, I thought sure. it was good. Yeah. I thought there were funny parts, like ending with the, did you say I look like I was in, like the yes. timing of that with the clock and yes. everything else was like, you know, chef's kiss comedy. Mm-hmm. But then I just remember that if there is one franchise that is very good at selling us a false yeah. bill of goods, it's Salt Lake. It's Salt Lake. And I don't, it's, it makes me a little anxious to think about the fact that Orange County will one day end like this season. Mm -hmm. I am loving, loving, loving. It is. And that we're then going to be stuck with Salt Lake City. Like that hurts my heart a little bit. It's tough. It's tough landscape right now. It is, but it's one where you have to kind of appreciate the gifts that are being given. Yes. So you watch the newest Orange County episode. Yes. What was your kind of reaction to this sort of Heather versus everyone dynamic, which Tamara seems very focused on um, directing? So I missed like two or three. I watched like the first two episodes and then missed I like missed one or two, but I saw like most of them camping, but not all. Like anyway, I, I've been in and liked it, but I haven't just taken the time to like really just like, got it get back in because I've been out on OC for many years because I just don't like them. Okay, I do like Heather Debro, so I am I am always kind of so when I was at Watch What Happens Live once I was there as a guest with with Anthony Atamanek who was on panel. And the other guest on panel with him was Heather Debro. Oh my god! So I met her, and she's stunning. And Terry was there with his jacket, and I was like, <laughs> "It's all the gang's all here. It's all happening." She looked amazing, and I and was so kind, and like she didn't have to meet me, like you know, me and uh, our other friend Emily were just like sitting in the dressing room, being like, "Ah, I can't believe we're here!" <laughs> like screaming, um, taking pictures of everything, and like trying to steal um, merch. <laughs> um, I'm like, "Sorry, Andy," um, and. Um, so I like Heather and I like how she just fucking owns that. She's like, I'm so rich. I am an asshole about it. I have high standards. 
I'm in Orange County. You need to meet me here. Like, her house is ridiculous. Like, it's just, I like Heather. I, like, I love, like, I do love what we've seen of her parenting with her children and their Mm -hmm. queerness and, like, her support. And, you know, I don't think that that's super common in that part of the country. Like, I think, I think there are so many conservative families out there. And, like, I love seeing that. Um, I'm pro Heather. And I know she's also definitely been, like, saying shit. Like, Mm -hmm. and she loves to play both sides. She's like, no, I'm just, I wasn't, I wasn't spreading rumors. Like, I was just say- I was just talking, but, like, well, I'm not going to talk about that. Like, it's so, I mean, she's she's a fucking actress. I love Heather. So I will always, and I hate Tamara. Um, do you? I do. I loved Tamara in Girl, in, you know. Girl the, Strip. Yeah, in, like, uh, Grey Gardens or wherever we were um, <laughs> at Bluestone Manor. Um, she Close was enough. Like, she finally was, like, a lightness that I was excited for there. And I do like the energy she's brought back in. But, I don't like I feel bad that cut fitness is close. Like there's look, there's complicating feelings, but like if it's Heather versus Tamara, I'm with Heather always. And the thing is, the way that we were seemingly the path that I thought we were going to be led down was one where I wouldn't empathize with Heather as much because she has been in a position where she's had, I think, too much control with yes. production, where it's like the recognition. The recognition that they need her. And mm-hmm. so as a result, we're willing to, I think, bend a little according yes. to her will. It's that there's the can she be elitist? Absolutely. Is she unaware sometimes of how she might come cro- come across? Yes. Totally. But at a certain point, you're not going to change a person. Right. So just telling her over and over again that like her words are too big and whatever else. Sure, you should bring that up. Yeah. And you you can say like, you know, it, it feels a little bit like you're you think that you're above other people, but also I mean, at the end of the day, if that's who she is, that's who she is. Right. You need to, like, work around that. She's on this cast. And I just want to say, whoever in production came up with the idea for this party... Oh, my God. ...needs a race. Um, Because, like, these women all take themselves so goddamn seriously (laughs) that, like, you're like, there's no way people aren't going to get upset at the portrayals of themselves, even if it's supposed to be fun. Like, it's just genius. Like, it just... It's so good. It's exactly what I want in a Housewives, like, event. It is, except that I could, I didn't recognize several of them. Like, I didn't know I that mean, Gina was Emily. I don't recognize them when they're not dressed up as each other right. sometimes. I'm like, what am I looking at? Who are you? Why is your face so different now? Why is your hair so different I every know, season? Like, it's I just, know. Well, for some of them, that's a good thing. Yes. No, some people have really made some upgrades. And, like, and some of them, like, didn't, like, fully work for me and I'm still getting to know who Jen Mm. is so like that's I'm just like is this a good impression of her I have no idea but like Jen is the name of the new woman yes there's been so many Jens that cycle through OC truly there are so many Jens and I feel like we just got done with sort of I was gonna say like forgetting Dr. Jen but I don't think I ever remembered her so I don't know that forgetting her was I so had no idea that this was not that Jen at the first time I watched very it very different Jen but I really love I like her. her I love her for the show mm-hmm. I really really think they were spot on with casting it's like a happy accident yes. almost it really is I just I gotta talk about the food situation at this party um, well, I mean, it was giving echoes of, you know, Aaron, Aaron in the Hamptons. of I'm, like, why aren't you feeding your guests? There's like, I, I watched the episode that had some never before scene. So I don't remember if this was. in. Yeah, no, the that's regular. All, all I watch is the um, peacock. Never before. And scene. Um, at one point, Emily mm-hmm. picks up a chicken skewer. She's like, where did you find chicken? And she just like <laughs> bites it. And I was like, I've never related to somebody on television more than being like, it's like, I love that OC is just trapped five years ago in time, always. Like, they're always just five years behind. They're like, look at these charcuterie boards. And you're like, okay, girls, like, 
You need to serve food. It's a party. Like meanwhile, the the boards looked great. They look gorgeous, but, but the, it's like we've right. seen this. Because you can get filled on charcuterie, but do you want to? No. Do you want to have meat and cheese? Sometimes and like, you want warm. I want like, warm. They as an had entree. so I love warm. I love. I love warm. Warm, warm is Maine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like they had so much. Meat, cheese, and grapes. Right. And, and like no other food in a way. I'm like, that's like the perfect description of like what housewives do is they're like, we're not having a meal, but we're going to spend $6,000 on like a snack board that lives in the kitchen. Like everybody walking around being like, I'm hungry. It was just such a like delight. Also, Vicky just showing up and screaming the whole time is the most Vicky. Why are we looking at her again? Why is she around? She's having a great season though, as a friend of. Yeah. I think she might be. She I is could best see them as promote- a friend of. She is. I could see them promoting her to full time. I don't know that that would be the right call. I think she's- They should not. They. She's found her way as a friend of where she's no longer- as angry about being a friend of. Yes. And like, and especially with the theme of this party that she could walk in and be like, I'm not dressed as any of you. I'm myself because I'm the OG from OC. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's correct. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. Um, Yeah. I mean, I just don't. Shannon is so tough to I know, watch. I know. She is her own. I think it was maybe Brian Moylan's recap. Like that she is her Which own worst, her own worst enemy. Yeah. And she really is like, why is she why was she talking to production at the end? Like, why were you in the production tent talking to them about how you have fights with your boyfriend that paralyze you? Like, what does that have to do? Why are you talking to them? Like, because this is she, not with them. She wants them to know that she is not going to be okay with being portrayed as quote unquote like a crazy lady. Like she was she made clear at these moments where she's walking out, where she's saying, I'm not insane. And if you are Shannon, who seasons prior, watching those episodes when you were still with David, where there was a cast member, shout out Heather, who was like, does she need to go to a hospital? I mean, because you're having essentially a tantrum at a party. Right. I am sure that that leaves its mark of people actually, A, saying that she is yeah. and, or, and overreacting or whatever else, and B, feeling a sense of out of control of like, yeah. I'm not in control of what my cast members are saying. And I can see six months ahead of me of what's going to be shown on TV. Yeah. It's the optics. It's And it's also like, it's so much about like, if her relationship is good. And at first I was like, why do you care what these women are saying about you? Like, you can portray your relationship, but like, I know he won't be on camera. He won't allow her to. But it's like. Except as like background at, you know, group dates. And it's like, that's so like. I'm sorry, like, that can't be your partner then. Like, but that's the problem is they're trying to fit a square he- square peg into a round hole. And yeah. the reality for Shannon is you are making a living right. supporting yourself by being on a show that focuses not only around your life, but how other people perceive it. Yes. And this person does not want you to do that or right. they want you to do it. They just don't want to have any of the stench or smell of it on them. But that's just not going to. It will always be it, a possibility. You like you can't control it. Like it is always going to happen. Like there, it's not like she does so much other stuff that it's like, oh, we can't even get to her relationship because we've got all this stuff to talk. It's like, no, that's kind of like all. Like I'm not reducing these women to like all they are are their relationships, but like that's a big part of what gets talked about on right. these shows. Housewives, like it's it's part of it. And I don't know. I just think, are they together now? 
So they're hanging out, which is, I think, their way of just kind of like, quote unquote, casually dating. But I don't know that Shannon can do anything casually. And Mm -mm, I don't mm -mm. I feel like this is such a step back because and it's like, well, if people and confessionals are talking about the fact that he does not appear committed to you, you don't sleep over each other's houses for whatever reason, all this other shit's going on, then what does seeing each other casually mean? Because his version of commitment, I don't think is in line with Shannon's. No, not at all. But regardless being that overwhelmed and consumed with how upset your partner is going to be if you tell things to members of the cast. Like, we're not even talking about whether or not those things are true. We're just saying you're not allowed to talk about my relationship, including if it's just in, I mean, quote unquote, LOL, I'm saying just, but like, if it's just focused on people being concerned, you're not allowed to do that. And when you put in that kind of rule, when your partner, significant other, whatever, is on reality TV, I mean... It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. And she shouldn't be the one who's consumed with guilt that she is telling people things about her relationship that don't sound great. Yeah. And it can't be... It can't be then he loses at the end. It can't be... The only way of winning is for me to never talk because, Shannon, that's bad for your job. Yeah. Right. Because then what are you going to... like? You need storylines on this show. Like, you need connection. And, like, that's something you like people who are friends with each other talk about their relationships. And, like, then it's going to look like you, it just doesn't work. If he wants to be portrayed in a nicer light, he should be a nicer man. Yeah. It sounds like he's not. Yeah. It sounds like their dynamic is seems to be very toxic. And I get very, very concerned when I watch her overwhelmed with upset which is like sort of shannon's brand yes. and you know i stand yes hashtag i stand for shan but <laughs> while i like love and adore shannon a part of that is knowing that she will self-spiral and the concern for me here is like it seems like the spiral the call is coming from inside the house but it's not necessarily starting with shan like i'm concerned that his toxicity is feeding into what already exists within shannon yeah and knowing her past history everything that happened with david <sighs> it's just not a great continued precedent to see to feel like you're at the whim of this man dictating what you're allowed to talk about instead of like what he's actually doing. Right. That doesn't seem great to me. I mean, it's tough. It's so, and it feels like, and then it becomes like, I'm like, I know it's everyone against Heather, but like, it puts Shannon and like, she's just on the defensive in a way that she can't enjoy being on the show. Yeah. And well, I don't know. I don't know what Shannon, I think Shannon does. And I know that Shannon enjoys being on the show, but I don't know what enjoyment looks like in general for Shannon. Well, yeah, that's true. But it's like if you're always on the defense about this thing that you can't that you'll never win the conversation with these women. Yeah, it's just like that can't be fun. Like that can't be what she wants it to be. Right. And while she might have memories, sense memory or anything else of that, you know, wild night with Heather Dubrow, the connective thread here to me isn't Heather. It's no. Tamra. But Shannon yeah. won't see no. it. And because because it's Tamara. Because Tamara's supposed to be on her side. Right. But like if the person on your side isn't having the conversation about why this guy isn't great, I mean, I don't know. I know. I'm not sure. I know. I know. It's dark. It is dark, but there is still a lot of light. But there's still so much, like, those women, like, showing up and, like, doing keg stands and getting hammered and, like, 
having like being dressed up as each other and like seeing everybody kind of like have their own reactions mm-hmm. to what they're like what they look like on someone else like totally is so fun yeah and like it's like that's what salt like never does or d- doesn't know how to do anymore doesn't know how to do anymore because they've put themselves or have found themselves in a position of like really strongly disliking each other yeah. and as a result the only way that alliances are going to be formed if an enemy of an enemy is my friend and like we can't all we, we can be can't. frenemies but some of you should be friends Exa- like it's like you can see on orange county like some of those women are like emily and gina are friends mm-hmm. like that is like it's just like that's what makes it enjoyable is like sometimes people are fighting, but like if everybody hates each other so much that you're only like you're just cycling through the fights and then it's like, oh, we're friends again. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like some of you have to like each other. Yeah. And and on Salt Lake, none of them do. Right. Which makes, you know, new New York in many ways incredibly interesting and fun to watch because they are in a dynamic you know first season obviously knowing Mm -hmm. the history of new york and it feels like these are women who lightly dance around conflict in a way that i actually find delightful and are also having fun yeah they're having fun and we're like getting to know them Mm -hmm. which like is something that only they get to do because if i've been watching you on tv for 12 years like tamra Mm -hmm. like i know who you are like, there's no, I'm not discovering new layers of Tamra, you know? Yeah. It's like, this is Tamra. But, like, these women I'm, like, still getting to know. And I'm like, oh, like, how do you handle being the center of a discussion? Like, how do you handle when somebody confronts you about something you said? Like, it is, like, kind of fun to see these new personalities. Yeah, and I think that there's a way that many of these women will be able to handle being in the spotlight and maybe dealing with negative attention from fans or co-stars or whomever else better than others in the cast. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Jessel of it all. Jessel, what a complicated lady. I am so into, I've realized in watching the newest episode, I was like, God, I am so fucking, I'm into everybody on being on the show. I am so happy that she's on New York. It I think really, she really is incredibly important. Because like, I think about what does it look like without her? Right. And you're like, I'm asleep. You know, it's yeah, like what it looks like. At, it's everybody like talking about like, Jenna Lyons right. like she's the queen of England. Well, and it's, it's like and Jenna told Jessel she had some family stuff. So it's like it would be it's harder as a result for Bryn to try to make a meal out of this. Yes. Because Jenna actually said the right thing in yeah. saying I couldn't attend. But with Jessel, Jessel's all seemingly consistently saying the wrong thing. Yes. In a way that's great television. It's, it's really great TV. I loved I mean, like I had a lot of issues with Friendsgiving as like an event because it felt like it was um Sai taking advantage of Bryn's horrific childhood and then like making that the center of the event. Because mm. she was like, we're doing it for you. It's free. And well it's like, well now she's gonna have to get vulnerable. And like mm. I'm like, I I can't like I have to believe that Bryn wanted to be that vulnerable on television, but I'm not entirely sure that she was ready in that moment. Like it's so sad. I don't think that she wanted to. I think that she had an understanding that at some point yeah. in the ways that these women express vulnerability, that this like heart seemingly incredibly, incredibly challenging, horrifying. Um, start to her life was going to be discussed. I think she probably realized this is where the enforcement of boundaries comes into conflict with dealing with this very specific personality, specific form of reality TV. Yeah. And I really love Bryn. I love watching her. I'm like excited to kind of see 
you know, her journey on this show. I have to moment, like, take one second to talk about something that was in last week and this week. Tell me. These women who are like, you can wear your shoes in my house. What? Okay. Okay. Are you a shoes house? No, I'm absolutely not. I would have politely requested that your shoes come off. I took them outside. I would take them off outside if I could. But here's my thing. I was a shoe in the apartment person because my apartment looked like shit, so it didn't matter. And I honestly wasn't really thinking about it. I was taking off my shoes Mm -hmm. when I got in because I was like, it's more comfortable not to wear them versus the germs. And then I did have a roommate who was like, you have literally no idea what's on those shoes. I forbid people from wearing them. And she was exactly right. And now as a result, and also now my apartment's decorated. So I'm like, no, shoes off. Literally shoes off. And it's like, that's the thing. Like, I remember like in my early 20s living in like absolute like shit boxes, like tiny little awful apartments Mm -hmm. and being like, I don't care. Um, And, you know, growing up in the suburbs and not quite having the like, Oh, no, then it doesn't matter. As dirty as the city can be, even right. though it's like, you know, You're whatever. like walking from your car into right. the house. Yeah, that's not, it's that's like, not it's not, it's not right. as concerning. So it's like, I get that, that. But like, these women have allegedly lived in New York for a long time. They have money. Like, I'm just like, why? Like, Erin to walk into Sai's apartment and like not take her shoes off and make a, and to make a big deal about it. Like, you're in New York City. Like, and she works in real estate. And you work in real estate. Design. I'm like, in what world? Like, you can go being like, I hope I get to keep my shoes on for whatever reason. But like, that's her home where her children are walking around. Like, take your fucking shoes off. Well, and don't make a whole face about it. For, I don't like Erin. Oh, I'm so into Erin. I'm obsessed with her. But the <sighs> reason that it's so interesting to me that specifically Erin would make a big deal out of it is because she works in, in real estate. Real estate. And she does this whole thing of like helping people invest in properties so that they can flip it at a high rate. Like that's the whole strategy behind her interior design, Woof. which is all well and good, except that when you are digging a heel into a floor, that's why when you go to a bajillionaire's house, you take for, your shoes off or they give you slippers. Right. Or they give you something, a little like booty thing to put over your shoes, which is so ridiculous looking. But it's because of resale. It's yeah. because they don't want their floor to be to fucked be all up. Nicked up. Because, because of, you're wearing stupid heels. I mean, that's and for her to be like put on so, a sneaker. For her to be so shocked about it. Yeah, I was like, it was more her. It's like I get that, like maybe you wear your shoes. It's in your, not like, abnormal. Whatever. It's like she was like so like ugh. Do I ha-? like she made like I she know. made it such a thing? And I, I was know. like, what? I- what are you? <laughs> like, what's your deal? <laughs> okay, why don't you love Erin? Because I'm obsessed with Erin. I, I love, I could listen to her with my eyes closed as like I, a calm app. I always r- inherently dislike anyone who um, thinks they're funny. I don't know if, like, I can tell that Do you she, think she thinks she's funny? I think she thinks she's like Bethany. Like, I don't think she thinks that she's like a comedian, but I think that she thinks like that she's so smart and so fun, like that she can give the quips and she smart, can smart. Yes, I don't see. I don't see her thinking she's. Maybe it's because I don't think she's funny. Well, I mean, she's not. Um, but I like. I can tell sometimes. Like, there's like a cool. Like, I'm a cool girl. Like vibe to her where I'm like. But, yes, that. But that exists. Maybe it's, I'm glowing maybe it's, now. I'm okay. smiling so hard. Okay, great. Okay, so maybe it's not that she thinks she's funny, but like I, every once in a while, when somebody tries, maybe to, like, she thinks she's everything. I think she thinks like she's the one like i'm the breakout she's not wrong she's not wrong i mean and i think that she is very good at being on tv and she's gonna have probably like a nice um you know career of being a housewife but like i she is the kind of like i like that she's on the show but i don't like i like hating her like that's my relationship with her yeah yeah i hate her like as a character like i have no idea what she's like as a person i'm i'm hoping that she's not um the things that the internet says um which sidebar i there's an hour-long patreon episode up now so for a number of when it comes down to the politics of real housewives of new york 
my guest on that episode, Ryan Houlihan, had a very long conversation oh, with great. her. And I'll there's some listen. information that's given that might be a surprise to people who are uh, very focused on the politics of it all, which okay. I don't want to be focused on on this episode. So you can no, listen no, to no. that on the Patreon. No, no, but, no, no. no. Um, that's, it's like it's like I hope that the, you know I try you, and like watch like her that without she's that. Like, yeah, and you. So her alpha energy. She's yes. definitely alpha, but also on top of that mm-hmm. is a little bit of like an alpha, but also like very much in command. Yes, she has elected herself to steer the ship. Yes, and I think all, yes, I think that. There's that, and it's like we don't know what the dynamics were before the firing of Lizzie. Lizzie, so it's like I'm so I'm just like just let us see the footage, you know. It's like yeah. just let us see it, you know. I just want to <laughs> just like it would be clarifying, I think, for some of these fights. Mm. But what like her getting angry, and I I know it's her job to overreact. That literally is their job. But like cackling hags, I was like, I can't believe you care about this. Like I just, <gasps> oh my god, I so disagree. I was like, that is not like I like. She says so like Jessel says so many rude things all the time. Like to latch onto that as a thing. Like I'm like, I guess you had to pick a thing and be like, I'm gonna be mad about this. But like I was like, if somebody called me a cackling hag, like I don't think I would clock it as something somebody said. I think it all ties back to the underlying speaking of Dame Brian Moylan, the idea that housewives exist, that the majority of fights are fights about the show without saying that they give me fights about the show. And I think for Erin, being called a cackling hag makes her feel like she is going to be portrayed as either from an ageist perspective or Mm -hmm. she or also someone who doesn't seem um, looked at through the lens of like attractiveness including your personality that the idea of being called a cackling hag to Erin might imply imply the sense that she's not desirable and I don't think she wanted to be positioned in that way yes and I think for Erin especially when she looks at Jessel I think she's listening to Jessel I think she's also thinking to herself the way that Jessel describes her or responds to her could be a little bit of a surrogate for maybe a future audience. Yes. I think that like that. I mean, that is the tricky thing about these shows is like, we're never you know going to talk about the fact that we're right, on a television but show. You know it's being but the filmed. only reason we're talking to each other right. is because we're on a television show. So like, how yeah. do we square those two realities? Right. And it's hard. I mean, it's like, it's so hard. It's what makes it complicated. And I don't know. I like I'm on Aaron's side in a lot of these I'm so into her. I can't arguments. I love it. Like, but She's the so cackling dry. hags thing. I was just like, it's just an. It's like, I can't stand people who take themselves super seriously. And every single housewife, like most eighty percent of housewives, take do those, right. Take themselves. That's why they're on the that's show? That's why they're on the show. Because right. like somebody who's doesn't just mean like, you have oh, to like it. Right. right. But it's like it is a stressful um, personality for me because I'm like, oh my god, can you just calm the fuck down? Shut up. Like. But I know that that's why they're on TV and it's fun. I'm, that's what I'm watching for. It's it's very, you know, we had a long conversation last time I was here. Very complicating feelings about <laughs> just reality TV in general and how I feel about people. <laughs> well, I think the thing with Erin that's interesting is I think you and I are both acknowledging she's great for the show. Yes. And that you might enjoy or understand reasons that you're put off by her behavior. Yes. And it's not that I agree with her behavior, yes. but I just like watching it so much yes. that I'm like, this is fun for me. And I also think it her, is fun. Yeah. And her energy is so deep. She has like very deep energy. Like she's very forceful mm-hmm. in a way that I really like, even when I disagree with, especially when I disagree with her behavior, because yeah. I'm just so. I just I find there's something 
about her that feels, I hate using the phrase alpha, but it just like her presence mm-hmm. is really um, succinct. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> it's just, it feels like it's just coming at you. And it's yes. like, there's something really attractive about that kind of energy. Well, there's also the thing I... She's very much in control of herself. The thing I think that I respond positively to about her that I really like for the show is she is a New Yorker. She oh my God, she's such a New Yorker. A real New Yorker. She's such like, a New Yorker. And that's like, that's what I kind of like mm-hmm. Real Housewives of New York for is mm-hmm. like, these women are New Yorkers. Yeah. They are people that both like, I can understand. Yeah. And also like, are interesting. And totally. like, is like, you know, and Jessel being like, Tribeca's an up and coming neighborhood. I'm like, get out of here. Go home. Like, go. Is there a universe in which that makes sense? And as no. as Jenna, not Jenna, as um Aaron has said repeatedly, it's the most expensive zip code in the and country. And it has been for really long. I think. I I actually forgot that when she said I was like, is that really? Is that still the case? But it uh, it was. It might still be. I don't know. But it's like. I think feel like something in California or Florida probably is. It's like, I don't know how long Jessel has lived in New York. um, But like, I've lived here for 17 years. years. And like, Tribeca has the whole time been a desirable neighborhood like when La Conda Verde opened everybody right. was like oh my god oh my god that was like the place that was the place to Pasta. go yeah there were bar like Brunches. it was like I mean it has been a good like to say that to her like I was just like I was so on Aaron's side the whole time and I loved how she was just like what are you talking about like I loved that Here's the thing though where does Jessel live I, I forget. don't know I just forgot I, I think know. we know I think Sai so- lives near me does Jessel live in Soho or did I make that up I might have made that up. I don't know. I forget where Jessel lives. But the thing with Tribeca mm-hmm. is that, like, for her to say it's an up-and-coming neighborhood, I think it's because she doesn't travel to Tri- – I mean, quite obviously, she doesn't travel to Tribeca often. No. And Tribeca is a schlep to get to. Like, it doesn't mean it's not yeah, super there. fancy and whatever else. But, like, when I have to go from the Upper East Side to Tribeca, sure. I'm like, please, someone but pay for this But if you live in cab. Soho – it should not feel out of the way, though. I don't know where she lives. I guess if you, she could live uptown. I, yeah, I, I for some reason, she, but I'm like thinking of her apartment right now, and I'm, I'm like, like, is it in it, Midtown? <laughs> right, it could be a Midtown. She could be, but I feel like she might be downtown. But regardless, it does or like a Chelsea or something. right. Oh yeah, she 100 percent could be in Chelsea. But like Tribeca is its own universe, mm-hmm. and God bless, you know, we're an ally to the Tribeca Absolutely. residents. But it it is please annoying. Give us money. <laughs> please give us your money. But it is join the Patreon. But it is super annoying to me sure. to get to, which doesn't. And I don't think of Tribeca. <laughs> oh my god, I'm really digging a whole year. Mm-hmm. I don't think about it maybe in the same way that I think about aspects of Soho that I dislike when it comes to like very moneyed because I honestly don't think of Tribeca a lot I well it's because it is a more residential neighborhood it really is more residential uh, than some of the other downtown so why would I be there unless I was visiting someone with it's like up and like it's not up it's like I guess it's annoying to get to but it's not up and coming it's like it's very obviously not up. it has been like a desirable look like I remember moving to the city and being like that's a nice area. Like, that's where rich people buy their apartments. That's, like, what Tribeca is. That's where people who work in finance yeah. often live. Yes. So, and, like, that, there are many celebrities who own big places down there. And Which you're I like... I also don't understand. It's a... St- I think that... Well, because you could get those more, big lofts. Right. And it's more residential. I think the actual more space, real estate Right. But it's a billion really dollars. Yeah, 100%. I just don't... Like, when she said it's up and coming, I was like, LOL, like, that's so fun and I know people are going to be like latching onto that I mean, and it's kind a of delight. genius of her to say it really but was she she's like an no accidental genius she is an accidental she is an absolute accidental genius you need her on this show. like I think without her 
this show, I would be like, I cannot turn this off fast enough. I am so, I cannot watch all these women like pretend to know Jenna. (laughs) (laughs) Jessel is the epitome of someone in acting class saying you have to, as a vocal warm up, say unique New York, unique New York, unique, because she is different, but she's, it's also like, can you even say it effectively? What does this mean? How does it make sense? Like Jessel is unique New York, unique New York. Like it doesn't, it, it, she is so specifically herself mm-hmm. in a way that I don't know. Like, I understand people being annoyed by her, and she truly is incredibly clumsy with her words and comes off in a way that's yes. very seemingly pretentious. Which I, I love for New York. does a lot of the work there, too. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, we without hear a ac- British accent, without an accent, we on lose her, our minds. I know. We're just like, do you think you're better than me? And it's like, what? <laughs> I said, excuse me. But it kind of is like, I do associate a level of, of, I mean, ladies of London kind of luxury with a British accents are gorgeous. Gorgeous. I will not all of them, but like, sure. Um, Oh, no, even the ones. But I also think, you know, a New England, again, as a Rhode Islander, I think like a Boston accent is like the hottest accent a guy could ever have. Yeah, it's like, sure. I mean, why not? It's like, whatever. We can't (laughs) fight where where we came from. Um, But like, I do like when she was defending herself being like, I'm. Like, that's a British thing, like, to kind of be, like, a little, like, dirt, like, you know, say we say twat and cunt and all those things. And I'm like, I mean, she's not wrong. Like, I do they have think a different, is- there's a different, the use of the of certain words yes. in in British land is different for Brits than it is for Americans. And they're just a little bit more flip words about just, like, certain literally things. Like, are different. Right. Where it's just like, oh, that doesn't mean the same thing mm. that, like, we, which, like, I don't know where, like, hags, but, like. The fact that nobody, <laughs> the fact that like nobody responded to that, I was like, wait, but that's like not wrong. Like she is kind of like she, that's a good defense. And she was like, what? I said it. It just doesn't. I wasn't trying to be like whether she was trying to be or not. She was had a good defense. And also, Jenna said it first, right? So it's like that's the right, thing. That's where Jenna gets talking about very quiet. She's like, she's, she's like, like, oh, I thought it was funny. It's endearment. <laughs> it's endearment. Like <laughs> also, as someone who owns a cackle, like it's like that. Someone yes. saying you're a cackling hag to me genuinely is funny but also again if a person hears that and thinks that means I'm not desirable that means you're putting me into this kind of category I don't appreciate they're gonna have feedback about it and it's also the thing of like Erin already didn't like Jessel she didn't like how she was behaving at her house she was already annoyed at her so then she was like oh I can use this because like you were being like you were being so rude and so demanding that we have heat and I give you food when you come to my house (laughs) I also like as somebody who is just such a host and I love like if if somebody comes over to my house I'm like you are too it's like there's a cold water on the coaster ready for you do you want anything get a spender like I'm like so over like all I do is provide people with like as much food and drinks and everything in my home as possible that like her being like, I didn't realize you guys wanted the heat on. Like, <laughs> I mean, the food thing, I do make a point of telling people like if you're coming over for champs, there will be no food because I just don't know how to well, make the board look pretty. But, th- but like, I've tried to make a but then it's like, but I'll have like little potato chips and maybe some like gluten free pretzels. But it's or like something. you have to tell people like and like telling people that is like half the battle. You know, it's like as long as right. I know what I'm walking clear. into. I'm a dictator. But like these women, all yeah. that, like, oh, we're going to your house for a whole weekend. Like, what are the meals? And it's like, no, no, no. I would have so many different boards. of. Yes. I mean, talk about of veggies course. and, and dips. Like, I always have. Home. I always she's have rich. emergency she's got hummus. She's people working there. Like, yeah, 100%. what's 
something. That didn't make sense. If she meant like if 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 it is the in between time before snack time, if those exist in Aaron's world, which yes. I don't think that they do, and dinner, she's being quite literal when she's saying I'm having caviar. But and when I say caviar, I don't mean also vegetables. I mean right. quite I mean, literally we're just only having caviar. caviar. Right. That's it. And it's like, but like Jessel's behavior that whole weekend, Aaron already didn't like it. So then like she Correct. gets to this. It's like I think that if Sai had been like. You're being a cackling hag. Like, I don't think she would have cared because she likes Sai. She doesn't like Jessel. So she, like, took those words and was like, I'm going to be mad at this. This is an, I'm deciding that this was a huge insult from you, whether Jessel meant it that way or not. And it does come across as bitchy. Like, Jessel, maybe not bitchy, but, like, it's very flippant. Jessel is very flippant with her words in a way that is careless and she doesn't know how to stop so it's like jenna tells you she's not loving the way that you're talking about these gifts that when you're talking about them again show within the show on camera saying that it's like the ugliest thing you've ever seen and you take responsibility for that and then continue to say that you look like a christmas tree right it's like there's a level of listen she she is not a great listener Mm -mm. Also, if I have to hear, this might be a British American thing. I'm a, you know, lazy American. So maybe I don't know how to use my words so great. Mm -hmm. LOL. Fashion consultancy. I have no she idea. She works in PR, right? Like, what the fuck is that? I d- it has it to be like. It sounds so pretentious. It's like probably PR, but without like any PR. Like, I'm just like, do you just, what do you, do? what? I think she has her own fashion do? PR company. Yeah, right. Isn't that just it? Yeah. We're New Yorkers. We don't really consultancy like i just hate that word am i, I drive a podcast means. consultancy like right. what I, I guess i do now now i do now i have a podcast consultancy it sounds so i mean a little bit elitist like it sounds yes. just very uh, new yorkers are not formal like right waspy new yorkers certainly are any number of people sure. who are like living a certain kind of life can be formal but it also feels like it's a little like older generationy yeah. and she doesn't necessarily live a formal life Mm -hmm. maybe it just is the difference in how brits use the the word consultancy i don't know know. i was like she used it so many times i know so many times doesn't make any sense what does bryn do for a job bryn works in (laughs) it's like wild that i know this bryn works in something having to do with um is it corporate marketing or communications or something all right and her apartment which i don't think we have seen just little i think we saw like a wall at one yes. point. Yes. But she did like a whole renovation in her apartment, which she rents, I believe, and did like a full on redesign. And it looks fucking gorgeous in the I, West Village. Gorgeous, I really gorgeous. like her. I'm excited for her. I do like already get like something that always like rubs me the wrong way is when like married people and married people with children. I think the way that they treat single people is sometimes like kind of yucky. And sometimes I get like, I'm I'm interested to see what happens. Like infantilizing? Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're just like our little, mm, and like, <laughs> you know, it's like Meanwhile, as a <laughs> single person who is not and has never been married and doesn't have children. Like I have, I have felt that in my life. Mm. And I hope that like, I think that Bryn is like, likes being single. She's had all these like engagement. Like, I think right. that there's like a lot of like fun single girl to her and she's young, but like, I'm wary of how some of these women sometimes talk to and about her that we've seen. I can't like think of an ex- a specific example, but there was just like one or two little like nods or looks or lines that I was like, watch it. Don't 
fuck with Bryn. I it, like her. It can be a, a thing of infantilizing. It can also be the idea that because a person chooses or for whatever reason mm-hmm. it, it lives a lifestyle that does not involve marriage or potentially having kids that they do not commit. And the reality is for yes. many people who um, have made the decision to be single or are single, yeah. like for whatever, wherever life takes you, regardless of whether or not you're looking for a commitment or not, that feel that that life is not one that involves commitment. Yes. And the reality is that can be a very filled life. Yes, absolutely. I have Riz the cat. Um, and I'm very happy. I had PK, my fish son. May his memory be a blessing. All right, PK. I know. <laughs> I like literally, I had his fish tank in my room Aww. for months. I only recently got rid of it. Oh. Because I like couldn't. It's hard. I know. It was really, it's really hard. hard. I like genuinely miss him. But I'm um, excited that we'll get the br- the preview for next week that we get Bryn kind of like hitting on Aaron's husband. <laughs> and I'm like, good. I don't, I like that. Allison, that's not the direction. Because I was about to say, like, meanwhile, you can talk about maybe infantilizing someone, but then it's like, how is Bryn treat the flip side of this? No, is I'm like, like interested how is to see Bryn like what the is... husbands of her friends. And part of me is like, what again, like what happened in the episodes up until we started seeing like the I think it was only like a week or two of filming. I don't think a lot happened. I, I think know. it was like setting up introductions and God bless. I guess. Um, it just, I mean, I guess like the dinner was the main thing and now we're just like off and running, but like, I mean, I think she's a fun flirty girl and like, I don't know. I like support. I can't believe you're defending this. I'm so into that. I did not accept. I was because I don't like Aaron. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> to go up to someone's husband. I forget. And I've seen the 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 teaser for next week. So I forget I exactly what she I guess they're renewing their vows. They're renewing like, their vows. And I is that the invitation that they look at with like sponsors, the vow renewal? And I'm like, I mean, everything about that is so, I'm going to so hate. Day I'm going to love how much I hate it. Oh like, my God. If they really do have sponsors for sponsors, a vow renewal. That is hilarious. And the fact that they had to list them, that makes that's why it makes me feel like that invitation is for another event. We'll see. It, the trailer makes it feel like it's for the same event. Maybe it's like a yeah, the trailer makes it seem like it's maybe it's like a kind of a misdirection where it's like we're having this party and it's all fake. And then she's like, yeah. just kidding, this is our Val renewal or something. It's just so funny that it's like the idea that, you know, we're it's the f- infantilizing <laughs> people who might be single, but then the reverse is like she's quite clearly flirting yes. with your husband, which is absolutely a crossing of it's boundaries. It's so messy. You it's like the messiest so- thing I've seen in a really long time on reality TV. It's oh just like God. she's like, I don't care. Like we're going to see her hit on Aaron's dad at some point, I think. I'm like, <laughs> I I'm like, what is the relationship between Bryn and Aaron? Like, what is this? <laughs> I think it's one of those things that could be a season two contender. Mm-hmm. I think that they really mm-hmm. do probably go to war season two, and I would love to see I would, it. I mean, like, I'm, again, I'm in. I'm liking it. I was yeah. so, like, I remember seeing the trailer for the season, and I was like, I'm asleep. Um, mm. And this is the inverse of Salt Lake. Mm. I feel like they under-delivered in what it was, like, in what they promised this would be. And as I'm watching, I'm like, I'm loving this. There's so much more here than just like, these women are fighting about cheese. Like, it's just like not, right. I was like, oh no, is this going to be the thing where it's like somebody's upset about like a plate at one dinner and that's the whole season? And it's like, no, there's so much going on with them. Wait, and you think that that's an under-deliver? Or is an it over-deliver. an over-deliver? An under-promise. under-promise. Yeah, under-promise and over-deliver, yes. 100%. Whereas and, like Salt Lake is the inverse, where it's like, look at all this stuff, and it's like, there's nothing here. Well, the problem with Salt Lake is that 
I think I had very I was very confused about them choosing Salt Lake. And then I saw the first episode and I was like, well, I can go fuck myself because it was so great. Never been more wrong. But they can never. I mean, (laughs) but the idea that they can. It's unsustainable. It's unsustainable 100 percent. And with New York, it's like this is totally sustainable. This This is is not. I see this fireworks and I I'm excited about it. Right. In a way that I was not prepared to be after kind of like the cast news and then the le- it's just like I'm I'm in. So how do you feel about Jenna? Jenna Lyons is like the connective thread for a lot of people. I mean I'm f- I'm interested to see if she'll ever get her hands dirty. Um mm. I don't think she I think that there's like and it's like, you know, I like that there's a queer woman who's kind of the center of the show, mm-hmm. but like we kind of don't see anything about that. Though she talks about it a little bit and I think like I think she had like a very private relationship mm-hmm. um during filming. Um, but like, I think that's cool. I love here. Like I was such a Jenna, like fangirl for yes. all those years. I mean, like her time at J crew and her time is just kind of like a woman about town who dresses incredibly and like does cool shit. Like I've been such a fan. I'm, I'm interested to see like where, like right now I'm like, oh, you're friends with every, but like, I need you to get in a fight with someone mm-hmm. like, and I need these women to stop talking about you like you're Meryl Streep and they're lucky to know you because it doesn't make like, and I'm like, it's that's the thing that makes it feel so artificial to me. And I'm like, I want to, even though I know this is all fake, like I need you guys to pretend that you've all been friends for a long time. Like, (laughs) because they're like, well, is Jenna Lyons coming? And I'm like, I mean, (laughs) like, that's not how you would talk. Like the fact that they're always using her last name and they they kind of seem afraid of her sometimes, but envious of her at others. And I'm like, is she in this friend group or is she like an executive producer? Like what exactly is happening? And I need her to get a little more in the muck. Yeah. But I love, I mean, I could like watch her walk through a closet and talk about her clothes. I mean, make that a show. When was she doing this fucking Instagram live wardrobe thing? I, like, I only I followed her because... one and 120 pounds. I, like, know, I mean, I'll figure it out. <laughs> Let me buy a dress. <laughs> it's a collector's piece. When she pick, picked up that, I think it was like when J. Crew had J. Crew collection, which I don't even know. Oh, they probably yeah. still do. But that sequin skirt, that sequin gorgeous skirt, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, I love the way, like, I have not seen a housewife with enviable style like hers. Forever. Maybe ever. Forever. Because, like, she's an actual fashion girl. She's not, right. like, just rich. She's an actual fashion professional. Like, In she the way really that these tr- other women are, like, consultancies and being influencers. And it's like, no, 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 no. This woman, like, is... She gets it. It. She not even gets it. She created it. She created it. it. So it's, like, to see this, like, unbelievably chic... I'm like... Everything she wears, I'm like, I want to dress like that. I there's not a person on the planet who I look less like, but like I just must. I love her. Like, she's just like it's like it's she's in, inspiring. It's intentional chic versus mm-hmm. people who like pretend that it's effortless Dorit. and it's gonna say qua. Oh my god, no. Dorit like, is like manufactured. Yeah, she's like I'm renting logos and Dorit head to toe, and that's fashion. And it's like no girl, that's the rental market. I think Dorit's fashion for Jenna would be a real crisis. I, I would love it would I would, be so I mean give me a show where she critiques everybody's style on all of Bravo. I think that's watch what happens live. How could she not go and watch what happens and, and have Andy it, do the like game the, the is segment. gonna have to be the segment is fashion police. Yes. And we need you to And also we need you to do citation. every single person. It's the whole episode. 100%. Actually it's a week. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would be extremely here for it. And the the thing that I find kind of interesting is, you know, the cast obviously is like in some ways up her ass a little bit in other ways, interested in dragging her if they feel like she's coming for them or they feel less than or whatever else. But Bran is trying to she's trying to do a little Tamara Jr. She's really trying to 
bring up Jenna Jenna Lyons. She's trying Mm -hmm. to do it as much as she possibly can. I mean, I love watching Bryn. I love watching her. I'm just so... But that to me feels manufactured. Very. Yeah, but I'm into it. But like, at least the manufactured part is her trying to drag her and not her like pretending they're friends and that they would ever hang out. You know? Yeah. Because that's the part where I'm like... You guys don't know each other. Yeah. What's no, happening? Totally right. You're totally right. <laughs> so like I like at least if, if it's going to be manufactured, like let's like have it be bringing her in instead of like keeping her out. Yeah. That's I just can't. Now I can't stop thinking about Erin. I just love how direct and how dry she is. There's something. Yeah. She's so commanding that I think she might be. I mean, I don't know. I, she might be fun to have a you know to be friends with i actually don't i would I need to see her more with like friends from her real life yeah it, that might be tough that might be a little bit tough like if i'm 20 minutes late i don't know what i'm gonna be showing up to right i think i might be on the grill i might be served at dinner right. like i think that might not go and well also, for like, me i don't know if we could be friends because if she came over i'd be like take your shoes off i know <laughs> and don't make a face <laughs> absolutely 1000 percent. you better believe anybody i've had well i mean again i've had a housewives in here to record but it was pre- fucking apartment looking cute so i like didn't give a shit but now she would be it would be shoes off shoes off it wouldn't be i mean it's like how many steps she hasn't walked on the ground someone carried her like it's fine i mean there is a little bit of like these women are literally going from like their apartment lobbies to To a a car right and like who's taking a subway in this cast none of that but it's like i don't know the streets of new york are disgusting (laughs) true in the subway right now in the heat you don't want to be nobody wants to be on it we're all just so upset miserable listen i couldn't be happier about having you back on ag you know i die for allison Livey. any i die for you i die for you can you tell the ags a little bit about ruined your incredible hit podcast podcast it ruined is now brought to you by crooked media so like we love oh my god crooked and we love all like the politics there and like i'm a big it's like nice that we like have like an audience that like if we start talking a little bit about something vaguely political that we like we know we have the support because like hashtag safe space i mean it's so great and i love it and horror is inherently this like kind of political genre Mm. um because it's how we kind of process body horror and body horror and the body is political so it's very cool um to get to talk about that stuff sometimes but it's mostly 95 (laughs) percent of the time it's a super fun silly podcast with my friend hallie kiefer who loves horror movies um spending every episode telling me a uh, beat-by-beat plot um, summary of a different horror movie that I refuse to see because I'm too scared. But I'm like, just tell me what happens. I want to know the twist. Like, I used to be a Wikipedia reader of, like... Horror- I still am a Wikipedia yes. reader. So, like, if you want to and listen... sometimes I can't do it. Sometimes I can't Wikipedia So it might be too scary. Ha- <clears throat> Hallie is so funny and, like, keeps... It's like, look, does it get scary sometimes? Yes. Yeah. But she's so fun and funny and we have a blast and um the podcast comes out on tuesdays you can get it wherever you see when you get podcasts you can follow us on ruined at ruined podcast on whatever social media still is around and (laughs) it's fun we do a lot of um digital live shows we do one a month with moment with moment yeah love moment we love moment we've been doing those for like maybe two years now these like fun live do another one yeah it's so much fun we have a blast um we're doing a reverse ruined and i'm gonna ruin sharknado for hallie at the end of this month (laughs) um because we're our theme for august was like vacation movies and i was like oh that's so fun that's great so we do a lot of fun stuff so if that sounds appealing to you listen to it and guys, let me know if you want me to do a moment. I think I want to do I a think moment. It's time. I think it's time. I maybe did one like, a while ago. Yeah, maybe like we'll get somebody. Some, yeah, or like what's I was like what's coming down the pipeline that would make for like a really fun live. 
I don't really think that there's any. Oh, I mean Salt Lake, but Salt Lake. No, but it's like, is that? That's not. That's not. I don't. I think that would be kind of a downer. No, that should just be a phone call, right? (laughs) That's a text. Honestly, that's a text. Um, Allison Libby, did you tell people where to follow you? You on social? Did you say Allison Um, Libby at at Allison Libby on perfect Twitter? Um, (laughs) It's like I'm still on it. I'm going down with the ship. Um, Oh no! And Instagram. It's just like I don't know. It's just like that's where so many of my followers are that I like post shows. (laughs) I'm like, what am I going to walk away from? Like twenty six thousand people, like ten thousand people, and sixteen thousand bots. Um, (laughs) In Instagram at Allison Libby, and I am uh, taking Oh God, a show about abortion on a few more road dates uh, this year. So September, you can find me in Seattle and Portland on the tenth and eleventh of September, and then. Later in September, I'll be at JFL Toronto doing like five shows. <gasps> oh so. my God, it's such a big deal. Yeah. So JFL. JFL. Can't wow. ever go to the Montreal one, but I get to go to Toronto. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know there was more than one. Yeah, it's like a whole thing. Oh, shit. No, okay. it's great. No, it's going to be so great. And <laughs> okay, it's, great. it's supposed to be like the most fun. And Just I'm doing a less. ton of shows there. And then, um, yeah. Incredible. All right, guys. Well, listen, while you're listening to AG and listening to Ruined and all that good stuff, follow me on Instagram and threads at Dame Galley. And there is that new, actually two new hour, hour hour-ish episodes each. So two hours of episodes up on the AG Patreon, including that deep dive with Ryan Houlihan, getting into the nitty gritty of the Gina Shannon online Mishigas, more about his conversation with Aaron, really deep diving into that and kind of the conflict of placing more pressure on certain housewives versus others and just Mm -hmm. Some of the machinations around the glory that is talking housewifery um, up on the AG Patreon at patreon.com slash Andy's girls. And Allison Libby, I'm picking out a little piece of something on the mirror desk here in the closet. I get a little yeah, agitated. No, I know. It's, like, help, it's good help, to do help. that in the I middle know. of the recording. Like, oh, there's schmutz. Um, <laughs> listen, you can be shoes on in my apartment oh, anytime. Wow. I would never, but thank you. Thank you. I would never allow it either. <laughs> but I'm appreciative for you understanding. Guys, thanks so much for listening and we will chat with you soon. Bye-bye.